0: Go big or go home, or so they say. And no, I'm not talking about my Labor Day 18.74 pound brisket, which was, fingers Malloy a revelation. I'm talking about a six and three quarter by 54 cigar, the McAuliffe A. It's eat, drink, smoke. Good to be with you. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, fingers Malloy. I will admit, not everybody knows McAuliffe cigars. M. I-C-A-L-L-E-F. Am I spelling that right? With the I in there? Yes. M-I-C-A-L-L-E-F. I thought you were forgetting the silent P. I was not. This is the McAuliffe A, which is actually named after their ambassador program, something they put a lot of time and effort into. This is a big, beefy, hefty. By the way, beefy is Fingers Malloy's word beefy. right there. There it is. It's, it's available for ringtones. Here, <laughs> just just isolate this. Beefy. And then, of course, add that to your grandmother's phone number, and you'll be oh, set. so jeez. Right no? Not no, even a minute soon. and a half in. Six and three-quarter by 54, which means it's six and three-quarters inches long. Tee-hee. And the ring gauge is a 54, so that's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. T. Now, a 64 ring gauge would be a full inch, so this is really the top of the line. Of where I like to be in terms of ring gauge, and yes, this feels every bit of it—not overly heavy, just completely full and perfect in balance.
1: Absolutely, perfect in balance feels perfect in the hand. That wrapper, would you call that toothy? You so, call it a toothy wrapper. So. Uh, You could argue that a Cameroon wrapper is
0: toothy. What's interesting about this, which is a Nicaraguan Maduro uh, that uh, encases an Ecuadorian Sumatra and Nicaraguan and Dominican filler here, is that it is almost gloriously uneven. The wrapper itself has a fair amount of oil to it, almost into that suede kind of feel. But the wrapper is uneven. If you saw it, you'd be like, man... That's an ugly son of a gun. In terms of just the <laughs> wrapper, the color, this weird shading of brown to dark brown to splotches of black, almost as if you had a rash, is, is the best way I, I would describe it. I was going to say it was the mole that I just had removed. It's, but it's attractive. Like, it, it does a pretty good job of drawing you into it, even though it's at the top of the size that I would go to. We just lit this thing up, Fingers <laughs> Malloy. Where are you right off the smoke?
1: Well, uh, for me, I'm getting uh, some chocolate notes, some leather notes, uh, and I don't know leather or creaminess. Uh, there, there's not a, a whole lot of pepper. It's certainly not a pepper bomb. Uh, but so far, that's that's about the only thing I'm getting. What about for you, Tony?
0: Well, I'm still taking it in right here. Um, it, it, it is a very very sweet note. Not not overwhelming. But but lovely sweet, not a tobacco real flavor uh, on that. I think the chocolate is is correct. I think the the, the, the chocolate or just maybe it's more of a cocoa yeah. is 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 absolutely uh, right with maybe a touch of, of nutty going on. Uh, it's it's a it's a nice early early start to this cigar, the McAuliffe A is what we're smoking. You want to get out your notebook. What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? Uh, And of course, the weather. We've got a little bit of fall feel in the air uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, as we record this. And uh, I I, I did have uh, some quick-serve Mexican today. Taco Bell. I did not have Taco Bell. No, I did not. Um, So that could be absolutely affecting some things, but I don't feel anything in a negative uh, it's 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 there. It is that cocoa. With a, I'm going to go with a, 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 almost a nutty, okay, kind of kind of undertone, maybe a little bit of spice starting to exist on the back
1: tongue. And the, okay, I was going to say, and really at the back of the palate for me, there's a little bit of spice picking up, but it's very minor. Uh, there is so much pleasant smoke coming off of this right off the bat. Yeah. I mean it's it, I. I'm getting a sense, and it is early. We just lit this, that uh, I don't feel like at this point it's going to be one of those sticks that we're going to have to labor through. It's It seems like it's, so far it's it's going to be very low maintenance, which is nice.
0: No, I, low maintenance is good, and hopefully it'll stay that way. I'm trying to think the first time I was introduced uh, to this cigar, and I, and I'm having a little trouble trying to figure that out. I almost want to think... It was uh, talking to some cigar guys in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, a, a place called uh, Rudy's. Uh, I, be- I think it was in a conversation with them. It was, it was learning about this. I don't think everybody knows of, of McAuliffe. I don't think it is a name that has crossed the Rubicon of, of uh, cigars that people know. Yes, yeah, so Rudy's Cigar Shop in Fort Wayne is where I first heard this. Um, but it is, I, the people who I know who have talked about it have enjoyed, have really enjoyed, and they have a crap ton of, of, of facings. The McAuliffe A, the Reserva, the Leyenda, the Riata, it goes on and on. What One, two, three, four, six, six, 16, 16 different styles of cigars, never mind how many Vitolas within each style. Now, this McAuliffe A only comes in this size the six and three quarter by 54 it's the only way you can get it but it's a great example of give something a go give it a shot give it a try you don't you don't know what you don't know you don't know what you like or you don't until you try all of the things so thus you have to try all of the things so i'm I'm more than happy to give this one a go
1: now uh again i want to bring this up we we do this a lot but i think it's important uh With this size of cigar, any consideration to doing a V-cut or this is just straight cut all the way? No, as
0: a matter of fact, with this size of cigar, I want to get the fullness. I don't feel any need with something that I would consider in that medium category, maybe medium to to a little more edging a bit towards full. I don't need to intensify the draw. A V-cut would intensify the draw, right? A V is literally cutting like a V into the cigar and you're intensifying it. I don't feel the need to. Maybe you would on a Connecticut. Maybe if you kind of like in the mood, you wanted a little more strength mm-hmm. out of it. This is not something that's looking to find new new strength. I will tell you that as we're in this first third, the, the, the pepper is starting to pick up even on the lips, which is kind of interesting. Now, the first third refers to the first third of the cigar. Of the cigar. So just break it up in your mind. First third, second third, final third. And as you experience things, In those thirds, you write it down in your notebook. So that way, when you go back and you try it, three months later or six months later, you can compare notes and then see where your through lines are. Now you're learning about your palate for that cigar.
1: People have been asking me, when is the Eat Drink Smoke Notebook going to come out?
0: Uh, So we have found somebody who creates a notebook that I like. Um, I have been playing with the idea of, do we want to do the whole leather-bound thing, something, you know, and then people can keep journals. Now, some people may do this, you know, on their phone. Me, I'm, a, I'm much more old school. I like to, to write it out. Now, the question fingers, Malloy, is, is this cigar, the McAuliffe, M-I-C-A-L-L-E-F, the A, it's, it's the letter A, capital A, is this in your humidor? It's a little early to tell. I agree. But is it in your humidor at what I have found the price, and this is the price at Rudy's Cigar Shop in mm. Fort Wayne because other people turned me on to it, at nine fifty a stick? Oh, stack.
1: stop it. True well, story.
0: Oh. Well, that's where that's the way they've
1: got it right here. Listen, I, things can change, obviously. We're just barely in the first third, but if it continues to smoke the way it is right now, it's an absolute yes for me.
0: Yeah, there's 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 a lot of good going on here, but not necessarily a lot of nuance. It is like very pronounced flavors that move. So I'm curious to see in the second third whether we get a a, a better blending. Of those flavors and how they work on the palate. Find everything at eat com. There is an undeniable connection between cigars and military cigars and law enforcement you see it all the time you see groups out there they're sending cigars to the troops all over the place and it's 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 kind of wonderful because it's this reminder that the people who smoke cigars regardless of their politics regardless of where they're from regardless of backgrounds they're they're in it together they're trying the thing they're enjoying the thing they're sharing in the thing and why shouldn't people who are putting their lives on the line for us be able to enjoy the thing. It's Eat Drink Smoke, Tony, Katz Fingers. Malloy. find everything at EatDrinksmoke Show.com. Cap and J T from Clout Cigars, C-L-O-U-T. Clout Cigars.com. Law enforcement guys down there in Virginia. And JT, Clout stands for Cigar lovers openly uniting together. That is a constant refrain, man, that it's about how people engage. I have never, well, I've had plenty of political conversations in a cigar lounge, never had anybody yell at me in a cigar lounge, never had anybody curse me out in a cigar lounge. Absolutely. People who disagree with me vehemently were able to talk yes. in, in, in a cigar lounge. What, what brought you guys to this idea of, you know, we're going to
2: start by creating a group, and then the group created a brand which you can find at cloudcigars.com. Absolutely. Um, the group started because... Uh, Four partners, we all from different walks of life, different cities. Uh, We like we work together, obviously. We like to smoke together. We love meeting people and engaging with uh, cigar smokers. And so that just kind of forced us to start a group of our own uh, to bring in more people, not just law enforcement, all, you know, from all walks of life. Um, The group was going very well, and uh, we were just really, you know, in love with the community. So we decided to step off and try to get our brand going, get a cigar brand going. So... Talk to me about, because
0: we're always fascinated by this, people who are like, you know, I want to try a thing. We talk to people who, uh, you know, they, they were 50 miles from their local cigar lounge, so they opened their own dang shop. I mean, mm-hmm. love true. that story. Uh, talk to me, Cap, about what it took to start
3: the brand. I'll tell you, well, it, a lot of trial and error, a lot of smoking cigars. Um, like JT was saying, when we decided to come up with the, when we brainstormed and came up with the brainchild for clout, it was really just to try to do something to bring everybody together. We realized, even collectively amongst all of us, we're smoking a lot of cigars. Great cigars, some not so great, but we realized we're spending a lot of money on other people's products. Let's try to see if we can do something on our own. So with the concept, when we had Clout, when we had the group Clout Cigars, um, you know, we, we, one thing we were doing was creating relationships. We believe in building relationships. So we talked to big manufacturers, small manufacturers, the, the big boys that's out there, and started talking to them and saying, what does it take to really start a blend? Um, once you got that, once we got that conversation going, it was almost no brainer for us.
1: Right now, I'm over at your website right now, cloutcigars.com, and Tony and I have talked about uh, how we're both fans of the Lancero. Yes, and uh, you noticed that too. Yeah, I'm on the site also. <laughs> yeah, and the Lancero is definitely well represented. Tell me a little bit uh, about your Lanceros.
2: Well, our Lancero uh, was we actually got it because that's his favorite stick. Good oh, for you. Is, he loves the Lancero. And by the way, you
0: should understand, the cap is nine seven, <laughs> but a slender 632 pounds. <laughs> the man is built like a tank. People would say Lancero doesn't
2: feel good in the hand. It's too dainty. Absolutely. Talk to, to me about it, JT. So when we started smoking, you know, we all started smoking the big ring gauges, the 6x60s, you know, things like that. It looks cool. Yep. Feels good. Feel like you're smoking a cigar, especially as big guys. But he said, hey, man, I, I'm a big fan of Lancero's because there's more flavor in it. And, you know, I thought it was a puny stick at first, but uh, he was right. When we, you know, we tried it, it, it just, it hit different than the 6x60, and the flavor is just amazing because you get less filler. Uh, so we definitely wanted to put that in our in our blend.
0: So the Lancero, guys, is a 38 ring gauge uh, as, as a standard, right? Yes. So when you're talking about that, you have less binder and filler in the cigar. You have more wrapper. Wrapper is flavor. Yes. So it, it's it's a rather popular cigar in, in European countries, but it plays a little bit dainty in the hand. Yes. But as in terms Of, if you're looking for flavor, it's just it's it it almost has no comparison that it's it's building in in popularity. The Lonsdale, which is about that 42 44 ring gauge, building in in popularity, absolutely love it. But you do too, you this is Cloud Cigars, by the way, C L O U T, cigars.com J T and cap that's K A P, don't spell it wrong. I did once, man, just beat the daylights out of me. (laughs) Um, you have a select, you have a signature, what's the difference?
3: Yes. Our signature was our, is our mild to medium smoke. But one thing we pride ourselves on is we have something for a novice all the way one aficionado. So we have our select, which is, our, I'm sorry, our signature was our Cameroon wrapper. Oh, bless your soul. And then we have our select, which is the Brazilian Maduro. So Cameroon is geared towards mild oh. to medium, and Brazilian, the Brazilian Maduro is geared towards medium to full.
1: Now, you said your cigars are available online, but you're also in brick-and-mortar uh, stores, lounges across the country. Yes. Uh, you know, we're on 65 radio stations across the country, so you, we're hear, heard all over. Some of the states where they can find you in brick-and-mortar stores, do you, you know off the top yes, of your sir. head? Yes, uh,
2: sir. Obviously, Virginia, uh, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Maryland. Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, And we, and we, there's more.
0: Arkansas, you can find us. Tennessee, you can find us. Clearly, we need to do work on Virginia. Because something is wrong that we are not being let into Virginia. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a whole cabal. That's, (laughs) I'm not going to put it on my poor salesmanship. It is clearly them, uh, for sure. When you come to a show like this, Boutique Cigar Association, your first time here, we were here last year, your first time here, the second time it's going on. Uh, what brings you here? What is it that you want to get out of meeting uh, the other manufacturers and the people who come to an event like this in Martinsville, Indiana?
3: I'll tell you, man. We, we, we didn't make it last year, but we were aware of the Boutique Cigar Association. We've been following um, Dr. Gabby, you know, the founder of it. And, Gabby Coffee. And the, the work that he's been putting in is just second to none. So we knew we wanted to be a part of it. So one of the biggest ways for us to be a part of it was to really first come on and just say, listen, we want to be a vendor here. We want to do things that we have to do. But we're also trying to take it to the next level, and we want to be arms and arms with him as he continues to fight on for the Boutique Cigar Association and the Boutique Cigar Industry.
0: It, it is difficult to start your own brand. It's difficult to get buy-in for the brand, get that shelf space. Yes. But there's the also the how the boutique cigar, which is thought of as a million or a million and a half cigars or less in manufacturing. Yes about how you get the acceptance from the, the larger scale world of cigars. So what do you think the association is doing right that has you saying this is something we got to be a part
2: of? Well, they're bridging the gap between the, the, the boutiques and the, the major brands, so that's one thing. But they're also just highlighting the boutique cigars, uh, uh, so the boutique cigars excuse me, uh, in, in every way you can. I mean, this festival is one. Uh, their work in DC is, is another, uh, and just kind of bringing everybody together. The, the podcast that uh, the Great Lakes does, and you know their involvement with BCA. So just everything they're doing for the boutique cigar community is just amazing. So what? I'm sorry, fingers.
1: Well, I I was just going to ask if I had the signature Lancero in front of me in in about 30 seconds, what do you like to pair your Lancero with? Because pairing is so important in in the conversation we have. Always.
3: Uh, I'll be honest with because the notes that you get from the Cameroon and the signature, um, it goes great with a scotch because you get the oak the oak and the pepper from the scotch and the smokiness of the scotch that pairs well with the sweetness of the Cameroon. Um, A bourbon you can't go wrong with. I, I unfortunately I drink all dark. You know, I just, it just goes well with, the, with, the, with my cigars. I've tried to do vodka. I've tried to do other things to see if we could open the palate up more. I'm telling you, for my palate— Dark Include
0: coffee?
3: Dark Include absolute. coffee, absolutely, absolute. and, it's, coffee and black. Great. I mean, I, I, when I'm smoking a cigar, I want to taste the tobacco. When yeah. I'm drinking my coffee, I want to taste the coffee. You know, so it's not like I'm saying, you know, I, I can't do cream and sugar. But I'm telling you, when you want it and you want to pull the notes out from the cigar, if you go black, wa- I, I'll be honest, another pairing, I'll do water. Oh, sure.
0: Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I, 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 you know I, I can't do scotch with a cigar. It, 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 it cancels out. The smoky cancels out, and I want the cigar more than I want the scotch. I'm a rye guy myself. JT and Cap, it is Clout Cigars, C-L-O-U-T, cloutcigars.com. Wish you guys all the best. Check them out. Get some cigars. Find them in your local realta- retailer. Much See, that's how a professional says it. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar bourbon foodie extravaganza. Tony Kant's Fingers Malloy. Uh, The guys from Cloud, good dudes. And I love, love, love seeing how law enforcement is getting involved, the connections that they're bringing. You're seeing military, of course, connections with, with, uh, you know, warrior, uh, 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 warfighter cigar and and, and, and cigars for warriors, those kinds of
1: things. And epic, too, with the law enforcement.
0: Right. uh, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. What Dean is doing over there. Then uh, you you got the chief, which is uh, a whole world uh, amongst uh, firefighters. A lot of people utilizing what the stories they have to tell stories with with the cigars. I'm a huge fan of that. Tony Katz fingers, boy. As I said, it was 18.74 pounds of absolute beautiful baby brisket, and it came out. I'll give it an eight out of ten. Fingers, yes, I did it right. I did it proper. My ability to smoke a brisket. Uh, is is uh, uh, official it has been uh, certified by those who certify uh, such things it did not come without learning lessons but this is the largest brisket I have ever smoked 17.5 hours 17 and a half hours Woo! on the smoker the pellet grill fingers meloy
1: mm-hmm. yes and I know you posted uh, all the the photos uh, on all of our social media Tony and one of the questions that I, I saw a lot on Facebook people, just want to know what grill you're using and the
0: answer that I, I i until uh, we get a sponsor i'm not telling if somebody <laughs> wants to sponsor it'll be your grill you the, can you imagine just the social media exposure we can give alone if you just brought your smoker to eat drink smoke and said hey we want you to share this with eat drink smoke nation so they will never know they will never know what pellet I am using. Oh, a, oh I do. Oh, I, I, do oh, a oh, okay. I do admit that, that, that it's a palette. I do admit that it's a pellet. However, I have made the decision. I absolutely have to get something that's charcoal for doing steaks. It's just not the same. The smoke. It's it's just doesn't work. I need what I need. But let's talk about this brisket. So, I am a very very simplistic man. Uh, a, I use a salt and pepper rub only, and I use a one to one ratio. One cup to one cup. For whatever reason, I went with my eye on this one, as opposed to measuring out one cup and one cup. I was just moving. I had trimmed it. I was just moving. I did not put enough of both on there. Okay. That's my take. It didn't take away from the fact that the meat is just wonderful, that it had a wonderful juiciness through, I'd say, a good 97% of it. I came across one or two things like, eh, that was a spot. That spot was a touch dry, but that you become such a jerk when you start doing that.
1: You do that, right? Uh, no, I don't. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm telling you, I, I take the brisket off the, the the grill. I let it rest, and I, I carve into it, and I'm so grateful that I have 15 pounds of homemade brisket at my house instead of having to go somewhere and and pay a whole bunch of money. And Nine times out of 10, my home brisket's better than the stuff I buy. Because because it's it's yours to to your
0: specification. Never mind your sweat. Uh, so so there was that. The the real mistake I made, and I and I can't believe I missed it when I started cutting the fat that I thought was about a quarter inch all the way around. Mm-hmm. Now, n- never mind, like, like, you know, there are bands of fat that you can see inside, like the deckle, and, you know, you, you cut out as much as you can. But you, you can't worry about that. That's there, right? You could simply slice it there. That's on the point, really. And you could simply slice it, and you can have two halves of, the, you know, the top and bottom of the brisket, and then you can slice them from there, and you can be totally, totally fine. But there were clearly some spots where it was about a half inch to a little bit more. And I was like, oh, dang. Because if I had just trimmed that... I think I would have gotten a better opportunity for, for, for my bark. I think I would have gotten a better opportunity all the way around. But two things happened that I thought were unique, Fingers. First, really, the juiciness was theirs throughout. And compared to other briskets, the amount of drippings that had come down, minimal. Yeah, And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm say- And I carved a good pound and a half off of the brisket. Mm-hmm. I mean, solid. But I could miss these spots, which I was annoyed with myself with, and not see just just the, 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 the smoker just loaded with grease. No, it wasn't. I was super impressed how that happened. I'm not quite sure
1: why. I, there are so many things that I want to try with a brisket, but I, I haven't gotten around to do it because I know that the way I do it right now... I'm able to to produce a brisket that I'm very happy with. I was watching, and I can't remember this pitmaster's name, but he's a world champion pitmaster. And he uh, is it Tim Tim I just made it up. I uh, and he trimmed all the fat off of his brisket, all of it. I watched the video. He's do, he's doing a, a demonstration at at this festival, and people were scoffing at him, saying, "How could you trim all that fat off a of brisket?" And he said, "How many world champions in barbecue uh, championships have you won?" shut everybody up. right? Uh, so I've been meaning to try that once, but it's so hard to do. That. The other thing, too, is I've seen a lot of people not wrap it at all.
0: So n- now now we're getting into it. Wrapping a brisket is about something called the stall. So the, the brisket is a muscle. And what the brisket is doing after a cu- uh, 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 quite a few hours is it's pushing out moisture. The muscle's pushing out moisture. So what that's doing is that that's fighting... The heat that's in your smoker, canceling out the heat, it's, it's like when you sweat, right? You're, you're cooling yourself down. Thus, it's preventing the, 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 the brisket from in, growing in heat and increasing that internal temperature. So people wrap it. Some people, rational people, or, or you know, whoever they want to call themselves, use butcher paper. Pink butcher paper, peach butcher paper, it's butcher paper. It doesn't matter. It won't burn, and you wrap it good, and then you put it back on. Some people use something called the Texas crutch, which is tinfoil, mm-hmm. and that's of course going to increase the heat. It, it, it absorbs more heat. I did not wrap until hour number nine, which is it is later for me than I've done. I have to learn some some discipline and wait till hour ten. Mm. If I'm gonna, if it's an eighteen pound brisket, I've got to give it that extra hour. I think I am missing something in the bark, and it's it's. I'm going to say it wrong, but go with me. I am missing a firmness. Okay. But also I miss that firmness because I do like the fat cap on there and I maybe a little bit more than most and it's hard to get the firmness when you've got a, a fat cap.
1: I know a lot of people are turned off by that fat it's so delicious. It's
0: so damn good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is
1: it is delicious and it's hard to get uh, I'm bathing in it right now. <laughs> it's it's hard to to get a uh, really good bark on on that fat. Uh, but the thing is, you, you, you can go the entire time without wrapping it, you can. but it's a, it's a dance that you, 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 you do because what can happen is you can have really great bark on that brisket, but you dry it out. And so there's, there's, it's a delicate balance, and I think you're kind of hitting the nail on the head. Maybe keep the brisket on a little bit longer, unwrapped, and and then wrap it later, and that will maybe develop a little bit more of the bark that you're looking to, not so spongy.
0: Yeah, I also, I do 225. Mm -hmm. That is the heat that I do. Sometimes if I think it's cooking a little too fast, I'll bring that down to 220 or 215 for maybe an hour, and then I'll bring it back, um, which is much easier to do on a pellet than, let's say, if you're using wood. Right. Then you got to really know how to play that that game.
1: Now, so this is my question for you is you said you use the pellet grill. See, I use charcoal. Uh, There are different blends of pellets. Do you notice any flavor difference depending on what blend you use? This happened to be a hickory cherry blend. And
0: I will tell you that the amount of cherry I got off of this was zero. Mm -hmm. Absolutely zero. I could argue there was a bit of hickory. I can. It was. It was. It was. It was actually lovely. It, it, it worked extremely well. I, I'm, I'm very, again, super happy with it. The kids were happy with it. The wife was happy with it. Everybody's still eating it. Uh, it was. It was brisket and the eggs this morning It was brisket sandwiches for lunch. It's gonna
1: be brisket tacos. It's gonna be. It's gonna be brisket everything. Got gotta gotta say, little disappointed. he Didn't bring any. Saying, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Little, I don't love little, you that much. A little, little cold brisket wouldn't have been all that bad. So when you're Developing uh, uh, you, when you, you're trying to determine the flavor profile of your brisket, uh, do, do you do the Memphis Munch?
0: No, no, no. I just, I just go. Okay, that's good. First, did I cut it right? So I made sure I went against the grain, not with the grain. Because you want to talk about ruining yourself. Like, go four or five slices in, and realize you cut it the wrong way. You'll, uh, you, you'll, you'll hate yourself for a week. Oh,
1: it's an entirely different dining experience. You just turned a very tender piece of meat that you've cooked over. 18 hours into a uh, really tough road kill if you yeah. cut it the wrong way.
0: It's really bad so I, I, making sure I do that and then when you get to the point, you cut the flat against the grain, then when you get to a point where you, you hit the point of, of the brisket, you gotta turn it and then cut it uh, that way uh, overall, I'm gonna give it 8 out of 10 I'm pleased, I am pleased and I'm looking forward to more experimentation I am. You can find all the videos there on Instagram, Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast on Instagram. Go check that out. Let's drink some bourbon fingers. Sounds
1: good. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. So we're keeping it
0: rare when it comes to what we're drinking. I don't know what this run is that we've been having. The old Rip, the 10-year Pappy Van Winkle, the old Forrester 2021 birthday bourbon, which they just released the lottery for 2022 birthday bourbon. I did not get to the lottery, so I can't head down to the distillery and buy a bottle. I, for one, am upset.
1: I don't think anyone's going to feel sorry for you.
0: How dare they? And this... We're only talking about 937 bottles that got made. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. This is Four Gate. Now, Four Gate is actually something I sipped when we did a live show at the Mississinowa Cigar Company right here in Indiana. They brought me a bottle. They poured it for me. I had never heard of it. I wanted to go back to it. But we came across something that isn't what I sipped. We came across the, blue gla- the Bluegrass trilogy. Oh, they make that difficult. The Bluegrass trilogy number three.
1: That was the name of my third folk album in the nineties.
0: Ah, ah, it was it was right there with, with, with Mickey and who was the other one from uh, from A Mighty Wind? It was whoever Catherine O'Hara and Tim. It wasn't Tim, right there. I love that movie, by <laughs> the way. So four gate whiskey. Uh, have this thing called a Bluegrass Trilogy. Now, Fourgate Whiskey, you can go to forgatewhiskey.com, that's with an E-Y, and learn all about them and all about what they do. They created three different bourbons. But they—they they, in these three bourbons, which are blends, they took another step by finishing them off in certain kinds of casks. Each of these is a uh, is a blend of six-year, nine-year, and 12-year Kentucky straight bourbon with, with with corn content above 70%, averaging about 75% corn,
1: which would make it a sweet product. I would think it's going to be sweet, yeah. And when you're talking about that kind of effort, uh, I know we're going to get into it a little bit later, I'm assuming this is not going to be cheap. Oh,
0: gosh. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Not as expensive as the old Forrester Birthday Bourbon, but still not cheap. So you've got these three different bourbons, a six, a nine, and a 12. They blended them together, and then for each bottle in the trilogy, they finished it differently. So in trilogy number one, they finished it in tawny port and dark rum casks. Again, adding what would seem to be a sweetness. In the trilogy two, they finished it in, uh, in sherry and dark rum. And in number three, what we have Finished in Tawny Port Sherry and Dark Rum casks. <laughs> it's a potpourri. What, what have we done, Fingers Malloy? This clocks in at 124.7 oh. proof. Anything over 100 proof gets applause from Fingers Malloy. This is, oh, it it almost looks syrupy, right there. It's not really sticking to the yeah, it is nope. sticking to the glass. There it is, there it is, but it's kind of sloshing around in there. With this uh, very very lovely uh, look of uh, of amber going on, that's that's how I would describe it. Fingers crossed, I, I think
1: that is very accurate, and it is it is sticking to the glass, but I wouldn't necessarily call it syrupy. Uh, it it's 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 not lingering too long as it sticks on the glass. Tony uh, got his nose within six inches of the ha. glass. <laughs> wow is that is that a good wow or a or a bad wow i can see shapes (laughs) um oh that's big oh it's big
0: alcohol big fingers Malloy, put your nose in there
1: okay this is strange marzipan (laughs) i'm barely getting anything off of this smell this (laughs) smell this wait a
0: second What? <laughs> right? Your glass is smelling different than mine. That's, that's insane. That's wild. Your glass
1: it's barely there, right? Wow. And yours is stronger. Did I make a bigger pour? I don't think so. <sighs> crazy. But man, there's a lot of you apparently you should you should shake the bottle before
0: you pour. <laughs> oh, is that it? Is that was that the problem? Oh, it's crazy. Uh, what is that nose to you? What's going on there with? Uh, there's with the nose? to
1: me, this this is going to sound strange. It's it's chocolate with cherry, and then oh. there's that ethanol, but barely. It's a hint of that ethanol alcohol on the nose, but I it, it does not. Well, at least in my glass, it doesn't smell like something that would be over a hundred and twenty proof.
0: Yeah, I got. I have a lot of. Uh... There's a lot of sugar, as one could could imagine right here. Maybe a little citrus and a touch, just a touch of, of, of citrus right here. I mean, that, I'm now at least getting used to where that nose is. Now, these uh, bottles, Kentucky, Tennessee, Indiana, Georgia, and Louisiana. So it wasn't everywhere. You're going to have to search this out. Uh, to, to to find this uh, This is from whiskey, 4 whiskey 4F-O-U-R 4gatewhiskey.com Fingers Maloy, you ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this all week He is going to take it neat That's how we started here He takes a sip and he does what's known as the Kentucky Chew Move it around the palate You want to get a feel for it Then you might want to take a second sip Because the first sip often sets the palate And then you can really kind of denote flavors In, in that second sip Fingers moy where are you?
1: So uh, there is a sting on the tongue, uh, a little bit of warmth in the chest, uh, not much more than that, not overwhelming on the palate as far as uh, what you would expect from something that would be in the one twenties, one thirties proof wise. Uh, it's it. I think you're really going to like this, Tony. Uh, it's very oaky. Uh, there is some sweetness to it uh, to me. It's it's cherry and uh, a little bit of uh, like a. I don't know if I, a, a sweet cream is necessarily uh, the right uh, description, but there's a creaminess to it as well. But it's it, there is a sweetness to it from the cherry and the, that creaminess, but getting a lot of oak. There
0: is, because this is a, a blend of three different bourbons, six-year, nine-year, and 12-year. There's about a 13% bourbon content overall I'm averaging because it's 10 13 18%. So I'm just going to call it 13%. Overall in here, here I go. I'm taking my sip. This is the Bluegrass Trilogy number three is what we're talking about here. This happens to be bottle number 400. Oh, nice. And we have opened it.
1: It's considered good luck in Latvia.
0: That's what we do. Here I go, fingers blown. I'm taking my sip. To to, to your health.
1: He's going in. By the way, there's still a tingling on my palate that has not gone away, which I'm actually enjoying. He's doing the Louisville Lip. And... Ha, ah, ha, 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 ha,
0: Okay. Yeah, that is hot. Full tongue. That is hot. Right dead center chest. No burn going down the throat. Yeah, my tongue's on it.
1: Ah, <laughs> my, Why aren't we videoing this? My
0: tongue. Yeah, this should, we've decided this is going to become a video series. Um, my tongue is definitely tingling. There's no doubt about that. There is, I think the dark fruit is, you called it the cherry. I'm going to go with more of a dark fruit. There is a chocolate going mm-hmm. on uh, in there, and that, that rum and that cherry, I think, is kind of moving through.
1: You getting oak? Or is it too I sweet? Think,
0: I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit overwhelmed by the sweet, but wow, that's lovely, man. Yeah. That is lovely. The question, Fingers Malloy, is is it in your liquor cabinet at $175 a bottle?
1: No. I will say I, w- I would definitely find this at a lounge and try it. It's that good. I would do it at a lounge and try it. Is it in my liquor cabinet that? I'm going to move this
0: to a cube. We'll talk more. The good people at Kellogg's, they make cereal, don't you know, Fingers Malloy, You like the Frosted Flakes? Who doesn't? You like the shredded mini wheat? Ew. Well, (laughs) one out of two is where we're at. They want to give you a year's supply of cereal and $5,000. All they need is your firstborn.
1: Uh, They can keep the shredded wheat.
0: So uh, they want breakfast into the dinner rotation. So they're giving five families the chance to make it happen with weekly giveaways through the end of September. September 26th is National Breakfast Day.
1: For some of us, every day is National Breakfast Day. So you
0: enjoy uh, Kellogg's Cereals for dinner take a photo because nothing happened if you didn't take a picture of it and you put it on instagram using hashtag kellogg's cereal for dinner entry kellogg's plural cereal for dinner entry is what you do and then one will be uh selected at random each week to win five g's and a year's supply of cereal the question is whose year Right, So if I go buy a Seinfeld year of cereal, that is $9 trillion
1: worth of cereal. Exactly. So I don't know who that is, but this is your chance, Fingers. Cereal for dinner? You know what we call that? A a struggle plate. That's what we call that. A what? A struggle plate. What the hell is a struggle plate? You haven't seen a a struggle plate? uh, It's one of those uh, hashtags where people will put uh, a picture of their struggle plate, and it'll be something like cut up hot dogs, uh, on Wonder Bread with like some some carrots, and be like that's it's a struggle plate for dinner tonight. Uh, you know things like that. Uh, cereal for dinner. I've done. I, I actually did this uh, a few days ago. I, I do enjoy breakfast for dinner. Uh, we made pancakes, eggs, and and sausage uh, the other night for dinner. That was uh, fantastic. Uh, Kellogg's Mini Wheats for dinner, not so much. If you told me
0: I could right now have Honey Nut Cheerios for dinner. I'd say thank you. I'd say thank you. I now, it would ruin me, but my, oh my, do I love it so. It's, that's not a struggle. Every now and again, it's perfect. It's sweet. It's crisp. It's a little cool. It's a little refreshing. You're like, this is awesome. I don't know if I could do it every day, but well, I could do it But do they once make, in a while.
1: Does Kellogg's make Honey Nut Cheerios?
0: No, Kellogg's does not make Honey Nut Who Cheerios.
1: Who makes it post?
0: Um, I, I think the people at Cheerios. General Mills. General, General Mills, Mills makes makes any. You can't get anything past us in the cereal people. <laughs> you you cannot. Uh, Kellogg's makes Raisin Bran. They make Apple Jacks. They make I think Apple Jacks. Uh, they make Rice Krispies.
1: I would think they make Fruit Loops then, right? Because Apple Jacks and Fruit Loops are so close.
0: Well, one is General Mills and one is another one. Oh, right? so the point is, I don't think it's um, it's 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 asking people too much to do this. I think they would gladly. Gladly do it. And they'll just take one picture. we will just take one photo and,
1: and put it up. You do it. I'll do it. Well, I mean, look, let's face it, too. I mean, who – and they, oh, God. Every cereal I would think about doing this, uh, it's a General Mills product. I could eat cookie crisp every day for the rest of my life and never get sick of it. See? Too cook- sweet. Too much. Oh. Cookie too much crisp is perfect because what they do is they make giant cookies – in an oven, and they have a shrink machine, and they shrink those Got cookies it. down uh, into cereal form. That's, that's exactly how, how they do it over at General Mills. I know General Mills. He was a friend of mine, <sighs> and that's how he explained how they make cookie crisps.
0: general in the land. Uh, Buffalo Trace, which, of course, uh, gets you some Pappy Van Winkle. Are they doing Buffalo Trace for dinner? <laughs> Are they doing that? Hashtag. More people take that photo. <laughs> Photos look terrible, but damn, they'll be funny. Uh, they have announced they are increasing production by 50% because of a $1.2 billion expansion that they began about 10 years ago. So they are in a very fortunate position considering the explosion of bourbon over the last few years uh, due to COVID. That doesn't mean that you're going to see Pappy Van Winkle all over the place. That's, that's, That's not how... It it, it works. It means that the investment is sizable. They're prepared to grow more. And now they actually have to go about making the stuff. And if it takes six years or it takes 10 years or it takes 23 years, that's what it takes, people. That's what it takes. So they they are in a, a nice spot because they started this expansion when they did, but we're still 10 years away, 15 years
1: away from really seeing product on the shelves. It's amazing. You're correct that they are in a nice spot, but they picked a heck of a time to do it because of all the supply chain issues and shortages. Now, I'm assuming when you're a big player like Buffalo Trace, it doesn't have quite the impact that if you are a small distillery, but you know, we've documented over the past several months where distillers are having a hard time getting a hold of barrels.
0: Barrels, bottles, uh, tre- tremendous issues, everywhere with 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 the production. But if you don't have the space, th- the other things don't even become a problem. You can't grow unless
1: you have the space to grow. Yeah, so I, I'm very excited about this. Did I tell you my uh, fingers Molloy senior story? He, okay, I'm ready. He listened to the show a few weeks ago where we reviewed the uh, old Rip Van Winkle tenure, and he said, uh, uh, "Fingers, son, I'm going to get you a bottle of this." He's got he's got his liquor store. In Saginaw, Michigan, he goes to buy all of his lottery tickets. And he, he I, I don't even want to know how much he spends on lottery tickets there. And, and his, well, he gets his beer there. It's your inheritance. <laughs> so he walked in. And to my surprise, they, at the very least, humored him. And they said, oh, absolutely. We, we They opened up their catalog. And they said, oh, we can get this. And they told him it'll be here Thursday. And then he went in Thursday. And guess what wasn't there Thursday? <laughs> the old... Rip Van Winkle tenure. Why would they tell him they could get it? That's rude. They were very confident that they were going to be able to to get the bottle. And I said, Dad, I... I I, I don't want to call you. them liars, but uh, I would be very, very surprised if they end up uh, being able to pull that off. And unfortunately, they weren't able to pull that off. So it, it'll be interesting to see as uh, we see these expansions and things, if, if we will see at least a little bit of uh, an increase in supply in some of your favorite bourbon. You're
0: talking 10 years from yep. now, 15 Absolutely. years from now. I think that's the part that people have to, re- have to remember. It ain't beer. No, it's, it's not beer. It, it ain't White Claw, baby. You can't just pump it out. <laughs> this stuff takes time. Now, I, I will tell you, got a lot of reaction to our review of the Old Forester Birthday Bourbon uh, 2021 and the fact that you really enjoyed it. Yes. And our, our Jeff Clark uh, uh, for the A Taste for Whiskey podcast over on Instagram, super enjoyed it. Brian Lerman, the mixologist here at BlendBarCigar, BlendBarCigar.com was over the moon and I was like, I- I'm-, I'm not there. I am not there. The, um, I-, I have not received real hate about not liking it. Rather, I have gotten a lot of people so appreciative that we so openly discussed the thing as opposed to giving it a good review because It it has to be. No one gave it a bad review. I I didn't even give it a bad review. I told you what I got out of it. The cinnamon and the cheek and things like that. I said it's not for my palate because that's the way we talk about things. There's no bad review to, to, to give. People just appreciated hearing the perspectives and that it's okay that because someone says, oh, this is the biggest thing or this is the most amazing thing, it might not be your thing
1: yeah no i i feel like we do our best not to give bad reviews we just say okay it's not for us or it's 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 is it in your liquor cabinet at this price point point? and listen at fifteen hundred dollars right the secondary market for that bottle it's got to really knock your socks off
0: my socks were not knocked there was no socks knocking i don't know if i can say that on radio this football season, Fingers Malloy and Tony Katz, that's me, by the way. That guy right there is Fingers Malloy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. This football season, we have got the perfect gift for your father for football season. How about watching football while smoking cigars with Fingers Malloy and Tony Katz? Oh, no, no. Not at our house. At your house. You can reach out to Fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com, and we will... Get back to you with your chance to have us smoke cigars with your dad and watch football. I, I must oh, have missed that at the last production meeting. You'd <laughs> missed that at the last production meeting. That's absolutely right. I, I didn't say that there isn't a fee involved. Oh, fingers <laughs> from the line. There's a fee involved, but we bring the cigars okay. for up to 10 people. Mm-hmm. We will bring a bourbon that will work for the entire room. We'll give a tutorial about the cigars and when the game comes on we will shut our mouths and hopefully it's a Detroit Lions game so you can watch Fingers Malloy just endure the shame
1: of another loss. Forward down the field, a charging team. That will not yield and when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave ra ra ra. Didn't even have a cue card, people. <laughs> Uh, it's serious.
0: We we will come uh, to you, and it's okay if you don't live in Indiana. We just, all you gotta
1: do is uh, pay for the airfare, we will fly out to you. Absolutely, if you live in Las Vegas and you want us to fly out and, and enjoy a game with you in Las Vegas, oh, we'll be happy to. Absolutely, because we've been asked
0: about some things. Hey, do you do this? Hey, do you do that? And the answer is yeah, yeah. We, we, we do these things. We're, guys, uh, we're we're in it for the for the fun. <laughs> We love doing this. Look, this is our job, people, and it is fantastic. And if we could do it around people, yes, we'll have the equipment. We're going to record. We're going to do some video. It's going to be incredible.
1: So are we going to ask them to feed us?
0: Oh, they, as long as there is some kind of corn chip or maybe a mini <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> we're not going to stay at your place. Don't worry. We're going we're, we're to stay on our own. So one game? one. Um... Either That's the either, either the 1 o'clock or the 4 o'clock, right? But I'm playing East Coast time, so however it works on the West Coast. Right? Either the 1 o'clock or the 4 o'clock, we will be there, and
1: we will set up. I love when we have these meetings on the air.
0: No, no. I, I, didn't, I did not figure what we were going to do the whole day or not. I, I could be convinced to do the whole day. I really could. If the price is
1: right. <laughs> if the price is right.
0: <laughs> uh, but we will do it. You want us uh, uh, us and, and 10 friends, You you 10 friends or 9 friends, 10 total, plus fingers and I,
1: we got this cut. But it doesn't have to be 10 friends. It can be five friends and they get two sticks. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, oh if you want to eliminate some of the friends and be like, hey, you did invite you. You suck. I saw your wedding gift to me. <laughs> screw off. That's totally cool. That's totally cool. We can say screw off on the air. Oh, sure. I checked with the FCC. <laughs> They're not even paying attention right now. It's absolutely fantastic. But, yes, it can be done. Fingers at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Send them an email. Fingers at com. We are happy to do it. Fingers Malloy, yes. experts are telling us how to properly pick a steak at a grocery store. When you're at a grocery store, Fingers Malloy, and you're looking at steaks, first thing I know, you look at price, you're like, yeah, and you put it down. <laughs> exactly. And I'm assuming the sound you make is, yeah. I was going to say, your imitation
1: of me is spot on.
0: What is it that you look for? What are you looking for in that steak?
1: Well, honestly, I look for value right away uh if, if something is on sale i'll i'll grab it because i always figure even if it's not uh, the best cut of meat it's amazing what you can do on a grill with a reverse sear uh to make it tender make it uh good but marbling is so important yes the, the kind of fat uh on the steak uh the, the the marbling is what you know will make it tender you get the flavor uh, you know, you brought that up earlier when we were talking about your brisket and how you know some people may be turned off by leaving too much fat on the brisket, but it's so darn good. Tony. So delicious,
0: so delicious. Uh, I do look at fat first. I'm looking at, at at the marbling, which is the fat that runs through uh, the cigar, and then I'm looking at fat cap uh, on the steak as well, where I don't want it to be excessive because I don't want to pay for the thing that I'm not eating. I don't I don't want that to be so overwhelming that I'm paying for something that I'm not utilizing. Uh, then I'm looking into what kind of cut it is. So choice or prime. Remember, Angus is not a cut, Angus is a kind of cow It's a very different thing. So I the plenty of times where I'll buy choice and not prime because I feel that it's marbled well enough for it to work for my need and for my purpose. Uh, and, and I, for the most part, find myself very, very pleased when I make those kinds of accommodations. It's okay. It's not prime, right, which is the, 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 the higher ranking, if you will, from the USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture. But if it's marbled right, I know I can make it work.
1: The brisket that you cooked over the weekend. Costco, $4.19 a pound. Wow. Was it choice? Um, Yes. I believe it.
0: Wait. I don't recall if it was even listed as such, the
1: Packer brisket. Isn't it weird that sometimes it's listed and sometimes it isn't? you got you to gotta play a guessing game. Uh, I looked at, at the fat cap. I, had, I looked at how
0: far it was. I remember it was an 18 and, and three-quarter pound brisket. The thing was, 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 was huge. Um, I, I looked at how much of the fat covered the, the brisket. If was any of it left exposed? Because I want to do the trim. Some mm. people may want a little more of, of, of that trim done. I, I don't. I want to do it myself. So I looked at that first. Then I looked at Bryce and said, you know what? I can make this work. I know I can make this work. And I did make it work. Uh, so I looked to marbling first. Then I looked to grade. You asked me during one of the breaks, would I do a Wagyu brisket? And the answer is, now Wagyu, we're talking about Japanese uh, beef here, and Wagyu is where the cow is massaged. Oh, they pamper
1: it. Don't, don't they massage it? They give it champagne? <laughs> they do the whole thing with it. Take it to the spa? They take it to the spa? Yeah, you know, they take it to the, the, the cattle spa.
0: They literally are um, uh, engaged in 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 a, like a massage of it. So here is... I, I found a, a, a website. For what it would cost for a Wagyu brisket, now this is American Wagyu, Mm -hmm. which is starting to grow in popularity. Is it Japanese Wagyu? No. Is your palate good enough to really tell the difference? No. Is it going to be cooked low and slow anyway? Yes. So I'm not even 100% sure if a Wagyu brisket is worth it. But for the sake of experimentation, I'm in. Let me...
1: I'm trying to find... I am so in for you experimenting on this and and having me over to try it.
0: So I'm on this site where they are... They're sold out. They're sold out of so many giant briskets. But their 15 to 16 pound brisket is $270. With all due respect, I can make that work. I can absolutely make that work. They do have... A ten-pound brisket for 183 bucks. I, I if if you say to me, do I want to try it? I'll buy one right now, and you and I will do
1: a wagyu brisket. It's that I would want something larger than ten pounds. Yeah, I could see that. What if I go through the cow's mind? You know, sitting out there in the in the field, they're getting massaged, thinking this is the life. Oh, this is great. The good times are never going to end, and then eventually the good times end.
0: I do not want to think about what the cow (laughs) you are an awful person now i gotta think about it here 16 to 18 pound brisket 169 dollars
1: there have been times in the last year where i've seen briskets at a grocery store that were not wagyu for over 100 dollars um you want to do one fingers
2: when you, when you get back to okay. Vegas.
1: Okay. All right. This is a great gig. Challenge
0: accepted. We will totally do a Wagyu. Uh, a bri- we're going to have to invite some people over. You realize that uh, for this. But we're going to stay up all night. We're going to live stream it. We're going to live stream us smoking the Wagyu brisket. That's funny. By the way, when I did smoke it, it was, a, it was a four cigar night. Wow. It was a four cigar night. It really it really was. Did you document your smoking experience? I did. There's one more I have to, I have to post I didn't post already. Uh, this Fourgate Whiskey, the Blue Glass Trilogy, number three, 124 proof. This is solid. It's $175 a bottle. But what a wonderful, wonderful drink. And this McAuliffe A, six and three quarter by 54 at $9.50, $10 a stick
1: in the humidor. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media, on Twitter at go eat drink smoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash eat drink smoke, and Instagram at EatDrinkSmokePodcast. Smoke
2: Podcast.